Greetings Grapple fans, yet again it's time for us to talk about a wrestling match that Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Reserver has rated 5 stars or higher in the show Let Me Tell You Something in our year-long project. My name's Lorcan Mullen and with me as always is my co-host Simon Cross. And Simon, it's part two of our Dream Slam double bill. We had Dream Slam 1 back in the 2nd of April and nine days later at the 11th of April we are watching another... Big interpromotional tag team match, but even more high stakes. This one's for the WWWA Tag Team Championship as the home team of Manami Toyota and Toshio Yamada defend their titles against the invading JWP army of Miyumi Ozaka, the one returning wrestler from last week's match, and her partner Dynamite Kanzai. And this is a match with one hell of a reputation. Um... When I was growing, getting into the in the internet wrestling scene and finding out about all these matches, and you'd see these sort of the one that I always point to. If you want to see, I hope that the arc. I'd look it up on the archives if it's not all there. If you want to get a taste of what the underground scene was at its best at the nineties, then I would suggest looking up DeathValleyDriver.com or the Death Valley archive. The archives of Death Valley Driver. And they were basically like a like a collective of wrestling fans that made definitive lists. They watched all these matches and they all took turns like doing sort of little commentaries for other matches. And they were watching World of Sports stuff, Calgary Stampede stuff, uh, old archival tapes that they can just get their hands on. And they had like these definitive lists of the best matches from each promotion, each decade, each year. And this tag team match was right up there. It was like one of the... I think it was ranked as like the best match of the 90s, basically. Um, and can you understand why this match might hold such a high stand? Actually, to be interesting, to, to quickly say, Alan Cheapshot, whose Twitter stream of reviewing all of Dave Meltzer's five stars was the inspiration for this, uh, basically said for the longest time this was his favorite match of all time. Can you understand why it has this reputation? Um, I can. To go back to the previous episode, so episode slightly when we're talking about interpromotional and like the feel of it this has something that I think every every good interpromotional match has a legit threat from outside Um, and that's that's like showcased within the first 30 seconds of the match and even before the bell Mm. uh, you've got Dynamite Kansai just like throwing like shin kicks into the turnbuckle during the pre-match introductions Dynamite Kanzai is so hardcore, Toshiaki Kawada would be like, rein it in a bit, mate. It's like, oh, I'm not feeling this. I'm not feeling this. Um, and within 12 seconds, she's just like powerbombed a bird into oblivion. Yeah, crucifix powerbomb. Um, it's, it's a really fun dynamic. I like tag teams. I like both forms of tag teams where they're either complementary to each other in that they're the same sort of size and the same style like a Rockers or the or Usos the Usos or the Hardy the Boys the Young Bucks or the Bar or you know uh, the Natural Disasters tag teams that complement each other but down at the other end of the spectrum I like it where there is a team where each one offers something a little bit different 
the Heart Foundations, the Power and Glories, the Colossal Connections, um, uh, Kane and Rob Van Dam. Kane and Rob Van Dam. Well, all of Kane's different tag teams, basically, other than the Brothers of Destruction, Kane and Daniel Bryan. You know, um, yeah, Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins in a, in a way. Um, the one, the the what weaknesses in theory the other one has that the, their partner makes up for. One's the speed, one's the strength, one's the technical ability, one's the brawler. And in terms of the tag team moves, like the the strength of the stronger man usually amplifies the strength of the weaker man because they're usually like launching him yeah, even yeah. further. Well, that was why Rey Mysterio was such a great partner for uh, a Batista. Or, um, you know, whoever you wanted to partner him up with. Edge, even. Even though Edge wasn't a powerhouse, there was still that, you know, that big man, little that man difference. dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. Eddie but, Guerrero, you know, sim- classic, similar style, but still a size difference. Classic example. That was basically how British wrestling main events worked for most of the 70s and 80s, with Big Daddy teaming up with some smaller wrestler. And the smaller wrestler taking the beating and Big Daddy coming in to make the save. One of one of British wrestlers wrestling's uh, problems back then was it was mm. only that. But we digress. Yeah. So this is this has that dynamic where Manami Toyota is the finesse technical abilities, and so is Miyumi Ozaki on the other side. Whereas Toshio Yamada and Dynamite Kanzai are bigger, but more importantly, their their emphasis is on. Well, for Kanzai, it's weight and strength. But both her and Yamada are strikers. Like, there are strike exchanges that are just fucking nasty in this match. And Kanzai from the start, like, she attacks Yamada before the bell and gets the pin on her. And that rivalry is, like, whenever they're in the ring, it's like, oh, shit's going to go down now. <laughs> it's getting serious. And it's some the of strong the strong link versus the weak link kind of thing. Some of the... Well... No, no, they're both the strong links. Really, they're they're, they're going to fight, and they're gonna, they don't they do not like each other. But like because... it's a lot more aggressive, personal between them. It's kind of like how Ricky Choshu and Jumbo Saruta. There was more hatred. Again, that's the one that we keep going to. But within the match, because there was that early pinfall, it's like oh, there's weakness. There's weakness yeah. Yeah. because but, it's emphasized also... by the the first pinfall is emphasized by the fact that within twelve seconds we have a pinfall. Mm. But it's a good minute or so before the corner men leave the ring afterwards, like yes. trying to get yeah. her back to her feet. Yeah, there's there's various really good peril moments for both teams where their partner's in trouble and the other one's got to try and survive the onslaught that they're facing. I think also one of the good things about this this quick uh, first fall is that it makes you feel this could be a two straight. Usually in the structure of two out of three falls match, it's it's usually three falls, but you. The, the the second match, the second fall is played to although I think that one finishes not as quickly but relatively quickly. Uh, I, I like the structure and the slight different. Um, so the second the second fall is actually almost more like a sprint, and then you know we're going to give it away. They get the equalizing fall, and then it almost becomes more of a traditional tag team match at the halfway point where there are more frequent tags and 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 t- you know. It's less of a every person getting involved and getting as much as they can in, you know. But, it goes that, through an but that's like it goes a... through an interesting series of um, movements within a larger f- work, you know. But that's not unlike a football match. Like if you get an early goal, you, you try and press home yeah. the advantage, get a second. Yeah. 
the team catches you on the break, they they score an equaliser. You've you've got to rethink things. You've got to slow your pace. You can't go all gung ho. I also want to just make a point here. I just noticed Manami Toyota's uh, costume is very interesting because there's feathers flying everywhere. She has this great sort of feathery boa thing going on. And, like, at various points, like, feathers start flying off of it. Yeah, it's more like a collar than, like... Yeah, yeah I know what you mean. It's, it, it, it looks feather-boa-esque, but it's sort yeah. of like... Um, the schoolgirl-dressed gingham collar just taken to its, like, extreme. Mm. But, yeah, I like that the, everyone's offering something a little bit different. Well, that both teams, each partner's offering something a little bit different. The two smaller wrestlers, maybe, in argu- arguably, the ones that are presented more glamorously... Uh, uh, Toyota and Ozaki that they can still hit but they they like to wrestle they like to do the suplexes and they like to do the high flying moves and they're quicker and they've got amazing agility I think at some point one of them just jumps does a sprint and jumps to the top rope and does a moonsault oh yeah that's one one spot really cool I think it's uh, Ozaki that jumps onto the second rope and then does a moonsault from inside to outside, if that makes sense. Usually when you do an acai moonsault, you're standing on the apron. Yeah. But she has to clear the top rope to jump over it to do the moonsault to the outside. Does that make sense? Sort of, yeah, because she's sort of her, her, her feet are placed on the second rope as she goes. Yeah. She has to, yeah. It's, it's a weird it's a weird way of doing it. And it's just a really cool visual. And it, it, That's one thing that's really good. It's like the, there's a sense of team communication between them. Like... They know, oh, this is our opportunity, and they both will, uh, both various points, both teams, like, this is our moment to strike. Mm. And they, they put, it's like, there's some really great little sequences in it. Um, what's interesting as well is, and we didn't really talk about this in the previous match, one thing that's obviously good and uh, was popular in Joshi matches is a series of the same move over and over again. In the previous Joshi match, that involved uh, five straight top rope double stomps from one team onto one wrestler. Yeah, and, and and there's another sign of how they go hardcore in the Joshi because there's a way of doing. The and there was a variant in the um, AAA match we saw. It wasn't yeah. on one wrestler, but there was like a dive to the, the dive sequence. Yeah, yeah, the barrier but, um, sequence. Yeah, but um, you, like I said, you can tell how hardcore they go because there's a way of doing the double stomp that doesn't hurt your opponent that much, like how Finn Balor does it. He sort of lands sort of on his on his toes and. Yeah, sort of takes the sort of they don't they don't do that they're landing, landing on that pack. woman's stomach yeah <laughs> you know? but it's, yeah sorry go on i was just gonna say in terms of like the teamwork um i i don't think the only other match matches i can think where we've seen that teamwork are the ones i uh i we, well we both rated so highly uh the uh six-man tag series that we we rave so much about with um Kawada, Kabashi, yeah, and Misawa. This is the match that's come closest to matching that. Yeah, it's like an epic scale and a sense of both teams working together and having their, you know, and everyone doing their job to win a match, believably. Because the stereotypical thing sometimes when you watch a tag match is a team will be in peril, but it's it's artificial peril. Um, you see that a lot on televised matches more than pay per view matches, but. You get where I'm coming from. It's like, oh, you're a threat, but I still, I, I don't buy that you're a threat. Yes, you're two on oneing this guy, but I, I just know some, I just know nothing's going to come of it. Where in this match, because everyone is an equal going in, um, 
I guess, and because everyone's pre- presented as an equal during it, um, mm. every double team spot felt like it could be the beginning of the end. Yeah, yeah. And Especially because there was such yeah. an early fall. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. It gives everything a sense of this could this could be it. Yeah. Um, and so when it kept going longer and longer, it wasn't. And, and like I said, the pace was kept up that he didn't feel like they were working to necessarily do a whatever this was, like a 36, 38, maybe 40-minute match. Yeah. Which, again, was like the All Japan tri- uh, six-man matches. Because Although they had too few people to, to absorb the uh, the pace, to keep the pace going. I've been guilty as a wrestling fan, when you watch two out of three falls matches, of going, um, okay, it's never going to go too straight. Um, mm. So it's going to be first stanza, second stanza, third stanza. And it's only like, uh, the Rock, the Rock had a great line which actually could really apply to uh, two out of three falls matches when he was uh, cutting his promos before WrestleMania 19. Um, he was alluding to the, his record against Austin at Mania, and he's like, "Well, um, one thing Hollywood taught me is that Act One and Act Two they don't matter, but everyone mm-hmm. remembers Act Three. And two out of three falls matches often felt feel like that, like as oh. as a viewer." I feel like two out of three falls matches, by their nature of what they're doing, should be longer matches, usually. I don't get when WWE, and they've even been guilty of this in NXT, like the Kyrie Sane, Shayna Baszler, two out of three falls. They give them the same length as if it were a one-four match, but they just put three falls into it. I feel like if it's two out of three falls, you should at least make the matches feel a little bit longer. Mm. Otherwise, you're just doing two quick falls, and then it's just like it makes everyone look weak, almost in a weird way. Yeah. Sometimes you can do it, but it's like you have to have the right plot devices to yeah. justify. Yeah. I think this used the two out of three of falls. I think this used the two out of three falls well to tell a longer story and to tell a different kind. Yeah. And that they and they didn't follow the same structure. Like the first fall is only one minute, the second fall is fifteen mm. minutes or twenty minutes, and the third fall is another twenty minutes. You know. Whereas. Last... And it's a slow. The third fall is wrestled at a slower pace at one point, which is interesting that it mm. comes. That it's not a full sprint, but like it's more sprint than it is. Yeah. Slow, which is weird. It should be the other way around, almost. Yeah, you should build to a crescendo, whereas it feels like the tank. But is that's not like they're doing it wrong. It's just they're doing it differently. Yeah, yeah, because it's they're not going on that proviso that oh, it's adrenaline carrying them along. It's it's going on the proviso that we've done so much damage and we've spent so much energy to get to this point and we've drawn level. It's like okay, we've done all of this and we're back where we started. The second fall is won by uh, Toyota and Yamada when Toyota hits her trademark Ocean Cyclone Suplex on Kanzai, which looks like she meant to hold her up higher, uh, hold her up for longer, but she's quite heavy, and so yeah. she has to. She just ends up falling back and just goes with it. Uh, it doesn't look like a botch. It just looks like they had to almost. Uh, it makes it look almost like a real fight more in a weird it way. Look as devastating as I think it was intended to. But it's such a, it's such a, 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 it's basically a straight jacket suplex, a straight jacket German suplex. But instead of from the waist, it's from the electric dro- electric chair position. Yeah. So it does, it, and it's basically a, in, it's a unkickoutable move in in that promotion. And it's interesting. Uh, someone else, I can't remember who it is. I think it's Yamada keeps going for the vertebraker essentially, but she never hits it. It's kind of like it's like how. 
when Omega loses in New Japan, he doesn't hit the one-winged angel. That's yeah. how they protect that vertebraker in this match. It never gets hit. Another thing that's interesting, actually, is that this is the second in a trilogy of matches. That in the first match, uh, the all-Japan women had successfully defended the belts. And this is the second part of what, let's say, now it, it becomes a trilogy. And I think the next match in the trilogy is a later five-star match because the invading army do win with and like i was saying how a lot of these joshi the, the moves that they were inventing were basically taking already popular moves but adding an extra level to them because they do the doomsday device on a uh, yamada i think uh, no on toyota and that doesn't quite win it for them so then kanzai gets uh, toyota up for the crucifix powerbomb which is what she beats dynamite kanzai uh, what she beat uh, yamada with in the first fall and Suzuki comes in with the club. So they basically turn it into a doomsday powerbomb. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Like they put a cherry like... on top of the cupcake that was mm. the first fall. Mm. So, yeah, that was, a, that was a hell of a match. And Simon, is it a match that you will give five stars to? <sighs> Not quite. It's very, very, very close. Um, pers- this, again, personally for me... I feel the shock of the of the first fall wore off a little too much during the process of the second fall. If that makes any sense, I think the second fall. I don't know if I agree with long. that. I don't know if I agree with that at all. That, that's perfectly fine. Um, just for me, that's what would you what would you have had the second fall be then instead of what it was? Not 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 instead of what it was. I I don't think the move that finished it was wrong per se, to, except for maybe like. The, f- the ferocity of which he could have executed it, but that's that's a weight thing. You, there's nothing you can really do about that. Um, I just think maybe... But the ha- move itself, I but the, think- ocean cyc- the ocean cyclone suplex, more about the move is that it's inescapable, yeah. almost. Not that, not how hard you hit it. It's just like it's a, it's a combination between a suplex and a, an impossible-to-escape pinning combination. Mm. I don't know. I think maybe like a, just a hair more ferocity um i would have just had it a, a few minutes earlier per se i would have, i would have had the second fall just happen a couple of minutes earlier like f- maybe five at most earlier that, that's all i'm saying mm. i don't know you know look you have your way of assessing matches i have my way i i think uh, i don't want to go all, like i said i think it's almost like i'm not criticizing you but i'm just saying what you're you like start at five and then you're looking for reasons to get rid of it Whereas I'm looking at it to reach it. It's like you're starting at five and I'm starting at zero. And mine are going up to five, whereas yours are coming down from five. It's like it's like a driving test and you're you know <laughs> You know what do you get where I'm coming from? You you do what you you do you and I do me. Yeah. Um but I almost feel like you're looking at it too technically and almost looking at it from like um I don't know, like not not an expert, but like I don't know. I'm I I don't know. I think maybe if you watch some Siskel and Ebert, you see more of a Siskel and I see more of an Ebert and not just in weight. <laughs> but I'm giving this five stars. I think this is just a fantastic match of wrestling. Um, I mean, I, I, I... It wouldn't shock me that you did. It doesn't shock me that you have done that. Uh, it's not something I would argue with. Um... But I, I can only feel what I feel. I wonder. If, I wonder if it is that you do have just a gut feeling, but it's like it's hard to verbalize. So instead of verbalizing it, 
in that way, you're looking for mistakes. I don't... You're looking for errors. Um, I don't look for... I don't know. I, that, that's me being negative against you because I think you're being negative, ironically. So I'm kind of not doing myself <laughs> my arguments. And I'm not trying to discredit you. I'm just... It's not... I just it, think... I just it, think maybe if you you know if you're not giving a lot of these matches five stars, then is the problem with us? It's almost like you're saying I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I'm just saying. I think I think maybe you need to lighten up a bit, <laughs> <laughs> which I didn't think would be the way round it would go. I I thought I'd be saying that to you when we first started this project. Um, I I do not inherently set my stall out like a driving instructor. It's not a conscious decision to do so. But do you get um, where I'm coming from in that accusation? I can understand why you would view what I'm doing in that way, certainly. Um, but I can say it is something that immediately sprang to mind. It's not like some. It's not like I was looking to see if you were using your mirrors at a junction all the time. It's just something I felt as I went through the match. It's it, it the mis- Mistake's such an ugly word, mm. um, and and it's, it's, just, it's really a jarring word to use for this because nothing was done. Wrong. But do you get where I'm coming from? Your your criticisms are oh it should have been shorter or uh, she didn't hit that quite right. Yes, yes, and I, it's yeah, almost I, like you're taking the, the 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 notion of five stars as being perfect too literally, and not too literally. You're just taking it literally, whereas I'm not. I wouldn't say li- I wouldn't say I'm taking it literally. I'm I maybe taking it more more literal but not literal to the nth degree can a can a can a five star match have mistakes in it in your opinion not glaring ones but ones where uh, um, do you think her not being able to do that ocean cyclone suplex fully is a really a glaring mistake no no i'm just say- i'm just saying all i'm saying is a bit more ferocity would have just made that spot uh, you're just coming across as like I don't know, I don't know. I can't. I'm, I'm, but, I'm, I'm but, having but, a go. But, I'm criticizing your criticisms, which is ultimately a redundant thing to do, and is. kind of. But like you know. But truth be told, it's not the chief. It's not like the chief reason why I wouldn't say no. it's five star. I think maybe the reasons you can't necessarily quantify because it's emotional, and sometimes it's hard to put words on emotion, especially in that mo in the moment, maybe on longer reflection. Well, to, you can. to go. So you're looking, for things, you're looking for things that are noticeable as, like I said, errors or mistakes. But I think a lot of people would think, I don't know, a lot of people would agree with you. But I, I, it's not how I, it's not how I go about it now. Well, yeah, yeah we are, we are different people. But to go no, to, yeah, you need to agree with me. <laughs> no, <laughs> you are not. This is not becoming an echo chamber. We're not doing that. Doing that. Doing that. Doing that. Doing that. <laughs> But to, to to highlight the point about gut feelings and like emotional attachments, a match that's quite similar to this, which I did give five stars to, um, well, matches, um, are the Misawa, Kabashi, and Kawhi. You only gave the second one three star, uh, five, five so three stars. That's how mean you are. You stars. <laughs> yeah, it that... was only the middle of the three that you gave five stars to, and that's the one of the only two matches you've given five stars to so far. That that match. I I felt it I, when I, when I watched it I I was in the moment I I I I was just watching wrestling I was just caught up in the moment like I was swept up in it I had my disbelief suspended mm. uh, whereas this match didn't take me to that place 
So yes, yes. So, so, damn sexist. <laughs> <laughs> Interpret it how you will. That 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 that's Stop how. It, I, <laughs> I'm not rising to it. It's different. Um, well, but, but there is yes to to it. I'm ba- I'm basically saying that you're right. There is an element of emotion in the decisions I make. And because it's emotional, but it's I not think maybe I can... you're not including emotion as much. Maybe I don't know, but I can't speak for your but on your behalf. I, 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 hope... I know, I know what I felt watching that match, and I know what I felt watching this match. I'll be curious when we get to matches that you actually have experience and um, past knowledge of, and how that might affect. I hope we get to a point where there's a match that you give five stars that I don't give five stars to. I, I know for a fact there will be at one point, just be just statistically with how many we have, and I think how different our palettes are. But maybe it's just things. maybe you are more. Um, maybe you think maybe you think that five stars is a more sacred thing to give out than I do. Maybe maybe. 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 I mean, I, you, know, I, I, you know, I was I was surprised when I gave you know when I looked at my letterboxed account and I realised I'd only given like less than fewer than seventy films in my lifetime are full five stars 10 out of 10 to but i feel like you might you know you may not even have a top 10 <laughs> so maybe i'm not as bad as i not not as bad as i thought i mean uh, not as thrifty as i thought maybe it's all relative Would you, you think you're a thrifty man by nature i'd be curious to see what our very what our bank balances are mm, what our, fin- financially i am not a thrifty man <laughs> but I... That's true. Actually, you, you fought out a lot more money to go and see wrestling than I ever have. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, I guess I'm a pickier man. I guess is what we're learning from this. Hmm. But that's that's not a bad fit, bad or good thing. That's just who I am as a person. That's interesting. Well, it, I think it's a good thing that we can have this robust debate and not want to be like. Dynamite Kanzai and Manami Toyota, and then just spend the rest of the day kicking the shit out of each other. <laughs> and all, and also, if get we... you into a sharpshooter and then just stomping on your head before I sit down on it, if... that was a nasty spot. <laughs> exactly. Um, and if we rated everything the same, would there be any value in like having this this conversation? This conversation. No, but I think, but I I worry that like. You're starting to see the giving of five stars as as sacred as Fat Monica thought her virginity slash flower was. <laughs> is this is five stars essentially you giving away your flower, Simon? <laughs> I was not expecting that metaphor. Ah, um, I get where I'm coming from, though. I, I get where you're coming from. No, no, it's not that. It's uh, it's an emotional you thing. You just gotta slut it up like I do, man. That's what you gotta do. <laughs> Look, I know what I like. You've got like, you to be like, uh, you got to turn up with your leather trousers and your cigarette at the end. And it's telling more, it's John more a question. I, I, it. I couldn't tell you what I know I like, but I know it when I see it. Well, yeah, it's that pornography I, or whatever it is, or art of pornography, I can't remember. I can't define it, but I know it when I see it. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you should, I'm just saying like, I think some people, when they listen, when you say like, oh, they didn't hit the Ocean Cyclone suplex with enough ferocity you must realise there's a lot of eye rolling going on at that moment. Maybe no doubt, but loads of maybe people you think don't I'm even a... mean that yourself. Well, no, I'm I'm putting words into your mouth. There. Yeah, that's that's me being a dick. No, no, no. I... Maybe I still come across as the bigger dick out of the two. <laughs> <laughs> there are no doubts. There are some points where it's it does. I accept that what I'm doing sounds like nitpicking. Um, 
but maybe it's because those moments are moments where it's like, oh, that's what took me away from the pure emotion I felt when I watch something mm. that I do believe to be five star. Well, if you fancy picking some nits with Simon, then by all means get in touch with him. How can they do so, Simon? Uh, they can get in touch with me on Twitter, where I'm saying under Simon Cross Free, the amount of stars Lorcan 4 I gave some of those six-man Japanese tag matches. <laughs> uh, yep, that, my name's Lorcan Mullen, that's L-O-R-C-A-N-M-U-L-L-A for... Abject silence. <laughs> A A for apathy, N for neurology. I'm trying to pick apart your brain, your mm. apathetic brain. <laughs> that's my Twitter, Facebook, Letterboxd, Instagram handle. You put an at gmail.com at the end of it. That's my email address. Our collective show email address is lmtyspod at gmail.com. Let's see how many people are a, a, a Lorcan lover. And how many are a Simon sociopath? Sociopath. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I, I see the spin machine is in full effect. <laughs> well, Simon, maybe this will get your five-star fingers a-tingling because we are going on a kabashi-thon for the next few days and weeks, really. Because we have got next the first of five consecutive five-star matches that will involve one Kenta Kabashi. It's an all-Japan-a-thon for a while now. And the first one, unfortunately, we only got in highlight form of ten minutes. So we might go a bit more um, abstract again with our next discussion. Uh, please join us on that wangy ride <laughs> as we discuss both the match and maybe beyond that. Toshiaki Kawada facing off against Kent Kabashi in the Champion Carnival 1993 happened only three days after this match that I just gave five stars to, and Simon did not. But until then, my name's Lorca Mullen. And my name's Simon Cross. Thank you for letting us tell you something. Have a five-star time. Until the next time. Dreaming about the things we could be Baby, I've been, I've been praying hard Said no more counting dollars, we'll be counting stars Yeah, we'll be counting stars